you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm Rhett Lewis, and this is NFL Inside Report. It's been a frustrating stretch of consistent losing for the football franchises in the New York, New Jersey area. Both the Giants and Jets finishing with losing seasons once again, each a disappointing 4-13 record this year. The Jets' playoff drought extends now to 11 seasons, for the Giants, five years without a postseason berth. And while the Jets are building something with GM Joe Douglas and head coach Robert Sala, the Giants are starting over for the third time now since Tom Coughlin left the organization. GM Dave Gettleman retired, head coach Joe Judge fired. But it is a good news, bad news sort of situation. You now know the bad. Here's the bright side. Both teams have a pair of top 10 picks in this year's draft to build with. So how they got here and how they get it right moving forward are the questions on today's podcast as colleague Kim Jones, who expertly covers both franchises for us, joins today. Okay, Kim, here we are again with these New York Giants and another blow up of the football decision making machine with GM uh, who retired and Dave Gettleman. And just a couple of days later, the firing of head coach Joe Judge after two seasons, which has basically just been years of instability following Tom Coughlin's departure uh, from the New York Giants. How would you describe how we found ourselves here once again with the Giants? 
you ask it in a very good way, which doesn't surprise me, Rhett, but you, you ask it in a way that like opens the door to almost everything, right? So it opens the door for me to go back to Pat Shermer's tenure when yeah. September of that year, they were going to play the Buffalo Bills. And I remember at a press conference, we used to have, you know, in-person press conferences then. And I asked Pat Shermer what they thought of Josh Allen. That was, of course, you know, um, oh, a, a time when, when the Giants were still looking for a quarterback, you know, Eli, you know, on, yeah. on the way out and everything else. And he said, we thought he had a chance to be a starter. Well, that immediately became, you know, billboard material in on every message board in the Bills facility. And the Bills won that game by a couple of touchdowns that September. But the reason I bring that up, first of all, it's topical with, with the Bills and Josh Allen, right? But secondly, I think it shows that for a while now, the New York Giants have needed some help when it comes to talent evaluation, when it comes to roster building, when it comes to being open-minded about certain prospects. And listen, you could argue we saw that again in this past free agency. They, they yeah. signed Kenny Galladay seemingly, um, you know, betting, you know, bidding against only themselves. $70 million contract or so. He didn't score a touchdown this year, Rhett. And, you know, they moved back. Dave had never moved back. Someone in the room told me that Dave was bound and determined to move back because Dave Gettleman never had done that. He moved back. Rashawn Slater was on the board. Boy, that would have helped the, the offensive line scenario. But he moves back and he takes Kadarius Tony, who also didn't score a touchdown during this, his rookie season. So, you know, when, when you ask a question about the Giants now, Rhett, it yeah. does go back to, as you noted, since Tom Coughlin. Because it's been mistake after mistake after mistake. And now they're in another GM search that will be followed by a head coaching search. And the GM will pick the head coach with, of course, ownership's approval. But they've got to hope and maybe light a candle, Rhett, that they finally yeah. get it right this time. Again, that's a great, great description of the frustration uh, that has certainly uh, been mounting in New York, as we mentioned, since Tom Coughlin's departure. Talent evaluation is obviously, you know, is is the biggest part. Picking the right head coach to develop that talent is also a big part of that. Um, and when it comes to the man in charge of the talent evaluation, um, you know, we've gone, we've seen, you know, Jerry Reese has gone. Uh, and now we, you know, we see Dave, Dave Gettleman gone. And it felt like that was going to happen one way or another. Is that kind of why the Giants have moved so quickly, uh, so briskly with their GM interviews, with the names that they wanted and the interview? I mean, the interviews were coming in, you know, fast and furious. Uh, I know they're they're virtual. So that kind of allowed some of that, right? Right. The virtual nature of it allowed them to do multiple interviews in a day. So they've been able to cycle through those interviews fairly quickly, as you noted. Yeah. You know, I, John Mara was asked on the Zoom call he did last week that I was on. Um, this was not my question, but it was from another reporter about why not let get Dave go sooner? Because then you could have started on the interviews. Well, I thought it was interesting. John Mara said all of our candidates for GM are currently working. Why did you let Dave Gettleman retire instead of firing him later in the season to get a head start on the GM search? Well, it would not necessarily have given me a head start. The only people I would have been allowed to speak to would be people who are on the street right now. And, you know, quite frankly, my, our top candidates are people that, who are all employed right now. So it really would not have given us any advantage. And um, I didn't see any, any need to do that uh, earlier than, than when he announced his retirement. So it's not as if they could have gotten ahead. So right there gave you a bit of a tell that the New York Giants are trying to look forward, are trying to perhaps find some new ideas, 
you know, a, 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 certainly a new leader as GM. And they're trying to be, I think, open minded and, and looking at the guys who yes, truly sir. have had success in the really near future, because the Giants understand that when you always reach to the past, it certainly doesn't always work out. I think that's a great point because obviously Dave Gettleman had history uh, in New York and, you know, had built winners in his 10 years as a GM in Carolina, Um, you know, clearly, you know, going to the Super Bowl, you know, a few years back. And does it feel like this will be a departure from what has been the norm for the Giants ownership group? Is that is that what you've seen in some of the names that have been interviewing for the GM position? Yes, because for one thing, not one of them is an inside candidate. And could that be completely unfair to someone in that facility who, you know, has the makings of a great GM? Probably. But, you know, that person, whoever he may be, um, has Dave Gettleman to thank for that. This was a disaster. It was an absolute disaster. 19 wins in four years. Lots of told you so's to the media that panned out exactly the opposite way. Um, Just, again, reaching for, for certain players, discounting other players for reasons that are, you know, anyone's guess. Um, it was just a very much like by the seat of your pants operation. And Rhett, while there's probably some charm in that, and sometimes those become storybooks, they, right. it doesn't work really in today's NFL when so many organizations are, are miles and miles ahead of, a, of yeah. an operation that's doing it sort of the old fashioned way. See today that the Giants are conducting a second interview with Bill's assistant GM Joe Shane, uh, who seems to be a popular name out there. Um, is 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 there a reason for that? Or are, do do you feel like the Giants are looking at the model? You know, like even going back to your Pat Shermer comments about Josh Allen seeing the success and the way they've built that franchise. Yeah, and listen, you know, Josh Allen said the other day. Um, you know, it's all right in front of us here, and who knows how long we're all going to be together. Again, I'm, I'm sitting there in the, the third, fourth quarter, and just like, you know, Dable and, and Leslie, I know that they've got some opportunities coming up here right now, and um, things can be different. It's it's an opportunity right in front of us right now. So um, we're going to need everybody going forward, guys pulling in one one direction, and we got to put together a good a good game plan and have a really good week of preparation and go out there and try to execute again. You know, I think a lot of us thought that Brian Dayball might get a head coaching job last year. It yeah. didn't work out in part because, you know, the Bills kind of sort of played too long, you, you know, for, for maybe some folks to wait. This time around, I, I have to think you look at what Brian Dayball has done and you have to be wowed by it. And if you can bring someone, uh, you know, with him or, or he can bring someone with, with him in, in the terms of Shane actually making it being the first hire conceivably yeah. and then bringing Dayball along. I mean, I think that that is one two moves uh dayball in particular though because we see what he does every sunday right so um i think that that would be a move very much um applauded uh and even if the fans are a little cautious to buy in i do think they could buy into that kind of an arrangement and that doesn't discount the other candidates i think there's some other really good candidates as well and so as we're talking about priorities here for the giants with this new gm who then will hire this new head coach I imagine it'll be some sort of collaborative decision on what to do with two very high profile draft picks of the Dave Gettleman era. Of course, Saquon Barkley, number two overall pick a couple of years ago at running back. And then Daniel Jones following year, number six overall at quarterback. How do you feel those decisions will come to be for this franchise? 
I think it's a fascinating scenario, right, with both players for different reasons. You know, um, John Mara did make clear that the GM and head coach will make those determinations on uh, Saquon's future, uh, immediate future with the Giants, as well as Daniel Jones's. John, will the, will the new general manager have full authority to hire whichever head coach he wants without any say from you? And will he have full authority to do whatever he wants with Daniel Jones without any say from you? He, he will lead the, the general. The, he will lead the search for a head coach. But those decisions always are subject to final approval by ownership. Um, you know, in terms of, of Daniel or Saquon or anyone else you want to ask me, that's going to be, be between the general manager and the head coach. Listen, with Daniel Jones, I think it's actually more complicated. He's a player who can wow you. Um, he can also confound you time and time again between the wows, frankly. Yeah. Um, he doesn't play every game of every season. That is his history now at this point. Um, you know, you got to be on the field to make an impact. Um, and I, I do think with Daniel, um, I've thought this since the beginning, Rhett, so I might have said it to you in the past, or I, I know I've said it in the past. You know, there's a pocket presence awareness there that, you know, I, I think we've like really yet to see. And yeah. it can be seen NFL folks about that, you know, and I know fans like uh, react when I say this, but they're truly torn on whether you can learn that, you, you know, to some degree, you either have it or you don't. Now, can you learn and get better at almost everything? Yes. And I'd be hypocritical not to sure. not to agree with that, because when I started, you know, in TV in particular, I was horrendous. So, <laughs> Me too. No. Yeah. And maybe there have been some baby steps along the way. Sure. Some days I wonder. But yeah. Um, you know, so for Daniel, I, I think there are some fundamental questions there. Uh, certainly, you would have to believe the quote-unquote backup quarterback for the Giants will have to be a competitor, right? Yeah. Someone who they say, you know, we're not handing this job to anyone. And then Saquon is on the books for the, the fifth-year option. I think it's $7.2 million, which is less than he made this past season. That's how rookie contracts, you know, right. can work, and, th- and this one does. Um, I've said this since about midseason, Rhett. I don't think we saw Saquon healthy except for that New Orleans game this year when he had a great game, and the next next week he stepped on the, the foot of Cowboys player Jordan Lewis in an incredibly unlucky you know, freak deal. Yep. Freak deal. Exactly. Thank you. And um, never has been the same. Um, and I say that with pretty much with authority that I think next year he will come back much healthier and much readier to, you know, more equipped yeah. to help carry this offense. Um, I would think a GM w- would stick with Saquon for the year. Obviously, I don't think there would be an extension forthcoming by any means uh, immediately. Right. But to me, Saquon probably makes makes sense i think daniel mostly does too but certainly you want other players there for depth particularly at the backup quarterback spot how did we get here from a head coaching perspective because it sounded like you know like while joe judge has certainly had his missteps in his first two years they were you know uh, somewhat surprisingly almost a playoff team a year ago in his first mm-hmm. year right as as crazy as that sounded mm-hmm. with the record right. that they had that was the state of the nfc east um, and then, you know, gosh, there was just uh, there didn't seem to be all this momentum towards a change until, you know, what, these last few weeks. Is, is that kind of what you've been? What you yeah. Saw? I mean, the 11 minute address that changed the Giants world. It was. Is that, remark- do you feel like that had a big piece? A hundred percent. Listen. 
Joe Judge in that address, for those maybe not as familiar with it, he talked about how former players still reach out to him saying, boy, you know, uh, coach, I wish I were still a giant. I can tell you, we got more players here who are going to be free agents next year, all right, who are in my office every day, begging to come back. I know that. Okay, I know that. The players that we coached last year that still call me twice a week talking about, you know, how much they wish they were still here and they're getting paid more somewhere else. That's only a couple of players, Rhett, because Joe Judge hasn't been a head coach for a really long time. So if he was trying to out Dalvin Tomlinson, who signed with the Vikings in free agency, or Kevin Zeitler, who went to the Ravens and, and is a really good offensive lineman, by the way, who the Giants cut. I, I mean, I, I'm not convinced those two guys were reaching out to Joe Judge, by the right. way. But they're like two of the only ones who could possibly have been on that list that Joe was so proud of. You know, I had a lot of hope for Joe. I like Joe, which doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. But uh, he, it, there, it was a meltdown scenario, Rhett. Um, and it was public, you know. And behind closed doors, you know, that, that may have been something we never heard of or we only heard, you know, oh, you know, their emotions are high at the Giants. He did it to the media. Yeah. You know, he would have been better off saving it for inside and showing yeah. frustration that way. And maybe he'd still be head coach of the Giants right now. But, um, you know, I also thought when he took on the Washington football team saying, you know, our guys aren't punching each other. Well, two things about that. Number one, as Ron Rivera noted, you know, Washington had a, a, a really devastating stretch to end the season in terms oh, of the yeah. personal lives of some of their players, which was just obviously tragic. And, you know, Ron Rivera also like didn't really deserve to have to, you know, justify himself to a guy who in training camp, the New York Giants had that brawl, right? Yeah, of course. You know, they had a brawl where Daniel Jones was on the bottom of a pile. Like football's an emotional game, whether it's on the sidelines, whether it's brother to brother, as players would tell you that, you know, they're brothers on these teams or, or whether it's, um, you know, an opponent. I mean, you know, emotions run high. So I do think those 11 minutes are the reason that we are talking at least about part of this. They were going to have yeah. to hire a GM regardless. Right. But I think John Mara came to the conclusion that asking a new GM for whom there will be a lot of high hopes and a lot of power given, if you will, yeah. asking him to then take on this head coach was just too much. It's a great way to put it. And then lastly here, just, just from an ownership uh, perspective with Steve Tisch, John Mara, and, and the frustration and the embarrassment yes. that we've heard now, yes. what, three times? Three separate times since the, I mean, I mean, it's certainly been more times than that, you know, based on games and performance, but just on the blowing up of a, of a head coach GM sort of situation again, um, in your time covering this team, like, is this, is this rock bottom? Has this, have well, we, are we here? Well, John Mara actually answered that for us yeah. the other day when he said, this is the most embarrassed he's been. Hey, John, I'm curious, is this your lowest moment in your associated station with the Giants? And is this, is this as embarrassed as you've been about the franchise? Honestly, I would have to say yes. Yes, it is. Um, I kept thinking during the season that uh, we had hit rock bottom and then each week it got a little worse. So, uh, honestly, I, I'm not proud of saying this, but if I'm going to be 100% honest, I would have to say the answer is yes. Now, obviously, there's a recency bias to that, truly. But I have to believe 19 wins in four years um, in this NFL, 
um, would would definitely rank. Like it's not like when John said that, I I thought to myself, oh come on, John, let's talk about these other three things. You know, I I kind of like I think I probably nodded because yeah. I think it's you know it's understandable, and it just never got better. And the one thing that John said, John Mara said on that call was he kept thinking like this is rock bottom. He said, and then every week it got worse, meaning oh. the performance on the field, um, and obviously the way he felt about it. And a couple of things briefly about that, Rhett. Yeah. You know. Joe Judge wanted Mike Glennon to be his backup quarterback. They had Colt McCoy last season. They beat Seattle with Colt McCoy. It was Joe Judge who wanted Mike Glennon, the big-armed Mike Glennon, to be the backup this year. That's a decision he obviously paid for. In November, after losing to the Bucks, he fired Jason Garrett, who um, I think everyone agrees is a, is a really good guy. Uh, and a nice guy and certainly has ties to the Giants organization. It got no better, by the way, without Jason Garrett, right. literally no better without Maybe worse. Garrett. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just think that when John looks at some, what looked at some of those things, he truly couldn't risk yeah. putting up with it for even another year or, you know, possibly part of a year. And then you really have a disaster on your hands. So it's it's a fresh start that I'm sure that they're hoping, uh, you know, reigns a little bit of optimism in in East Rutherford and at the Giants facility. Fresh start. I mean, literally starting from scratch, which of course is where the New York Jets have been uh, in the last year or two as well. But it does feel like they are at least trending in a more positive direction based on the play of their number two overall pick, Zach Wilson, at quarterback a year ago and now armed with a pair of first round top 10 picks themselves. The direction of the Jets when we come back. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. 
on demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. All right, back here on NFL Inside Report. Our Kim Jones is still here with us as we shift from the Giants to the Jets. Similarly disappointing, but for different reasons for this New York Jets franchise. They're at the beginning of what seems like a steady build, a steady climb for GM Joe Douglas. And now going into his second year as head coach in Robert Sala. How would you describe the progress that you saw from this Jets team, particularly down the stretch where it felt like there were some moments to build on, Kim? Yeah, I, I think you just put that really well, Rhett, because I the progress seemed slow, right? It, it yes. seemed slow. And if you want to say slow and steady, I would mostly agree with that if you go back to the beginning of the season. But if you go to say, I don't know, Thanksgiving-ish on, I, I think that there was more progress. I think you, you saw Zach Wilson, you know, not throw an interception in, I believe, five games, his yep. last five games. So you'd look at that and you say, well, better judgment better neck up, right? And probably better neck down too in terms of fundamentals and, and sure. choices that he's making in the moment and that sort of thing. So I, you would certainly rather have that than the opposite, right? Kid comes out on fire and in, in September, people are saying he's rookie of the year and then he continues to fade, fade, fade. He did literally the opposite. I yes. think there were people very concerned about him early on, hence Mike White, you know, and that kind of thing. And he, he battled a little bit of an injury and he came back from that. But I think the quarterback in particular gives them hope. And I also think for the Jets, listen, they still have a lot of um, salary cap uh, money at yes. their disposal. They can still Unlike the Giants. But yes. <laughs> they will certainly hope that Carl Lawson, who was lost in that, you know, training camp practice at Green Bay with the torn Achilles, they will certainly hope he comes back. And, and the big one, and this might be a separate question, and if it is, I'm all yeah. for it. You know, this is an enormous offseason. I'm not looking at next season. I am saying this is an enormous offseason for Mackay Becton because they have to have Joe Douglas drafted him. Robert Sala wasn't here yet, right. but everyone in that Jets facility in Florham Park is very much tied into the idea, this guy has to work out. He's got to be, you know, a left tackle for us. You, you know, you want to say a right tackle for, for whatever reason. I don't know that they would, you know, go crazy quibbling about that, but they've drafted him to be their left tackle for a decade. Yeah. And this offseason, Makai, I think, has to, you know, take it upon himself to control everything he can control and to be that player for the New York Jets, you know, beginning when they start, uh, you, you know, next year. I'm not sure. going to put a date on it. I don't think for, you know, the first conditioning program, he, he has to be ready to play tackle. You don't play tackle during conditioning. Right. But he certainly has to be in some better shape. 
Yeah, and I, I think that's important. I mean, this was a guy that was limited to what one game this year, yeah. um, and it, it didn't feel like a, a, at first glance that that was going to be an injury. That was a 15 week injury or a 16 week injury. And I think that's that's important to note here for a guy who was the 11th overall pick of the 2020 mm-hmm. draft in a tackle heavy yes. class. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think everybody looking at that tackle class now in hindsight is like, boy, Tristan Wirf sure did look good for the Tampa Bay Bucks these last yeah. two years. And, and, yeah. you know, like, I, and while it's not fair, I mean, that'll be something that Makai Becton and the Jets yeah. will, will some in one, some way, shape or form fight moving forward if this works yeah. out or doesn't. Yeah. So that is Debbie. I mean, I don't think you, uh, you can understate the, uh, the importance of finding and, and keeping him as that cornerstone and getting mm-hmm. him, so, I mean, because he's certainly shown the flashes uh, more so, yes. obviously, as a rookie. Um, how then would you place the priority list for Joe Douglas and this team moving forward this offseason? I do think offensive line remains a priority. I also think, um, and stop me when you heard this before, you know, playmakers for Zach. Um, yeah. Braxton Berrios was his most reliable and, and seemed to be the receiver he was certainly most comfortable with this season. Um, he's a free agent. I have to believe um, Joe Douglas. Is, is at least, you know, heavily considering the idea, we got to bring Braxton Berrios back. He's yeah. our quarterbacks. You know, you know he's, he's really the guy that, that he has most comfort with. Zach Wilson fires, catch made, leaping toward the end zone, it's a touchdown! Braxton Berrios! Corey Davis, you hope, has a better year next year. Probably say, you know, you can certainly see some ways that the Jets might part part ways, I should say, with, with some other players on offense. But I, I do think that you have to make sure at every level, you know, at tight end, at offensive line, certainly at receiver. Um, and I think they really, really like their now, now, now not a rookie running back, Michael Carter. So I, I think they feel good about him for very good reason. But, uh, you know, on offense, they need help across the board. And then, and then you look at the defense. And again, part of you is hoping, part of you, if you're the Jets or a Jets fan is hoping they just come back healthy. But you can also see some areas where they're going to have decisions to make. For instance, safety Marcus May, who ended up with, I believe it was the torn Achilles and, um, you know, is a free agent, really good player and good leader. What do they do there? So Joe Douglas will have some difficult decisions. The, the plus with him, uh, for him, as you noted, Rhett, you know, they've at least got some money to work with where yeah. you can see the Jets targeting positions and players, you know, making it happen, you know, to at least some degree. You might not bat a thousand, but right. making it happen to some degree and then being able to say as they go into next season, we truly should be a better team. Because yeah. they should be a better team next year. I, I think you hit the nail on the head there. And and just to to kind of back all that up, if you say if you say and if they figure out a way where Makai Becton is the cornerstone at left tackle, I think you got your left guard and Elijah Vera Tucker. Yes. And so then from center yeah. over, yes. you've got the opportunity to improve this team. Uh, even though what Morgan Moses played pretty well for this team down the he stretch at right so tackle George, and, George and left Fant. George Fant, yeah. Right. Yeah, so maybe you've got some depth pieces there. Uh, exactly. but certainly would love to to invigorate that right side with some youth, um, if if possible, with maybe with one or uh, a couple of those early round picks. And then it, it felt like Corey Davis was really good when he was healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, feels more like a number two to me. And I know yeah. Denzel Denzel Mims hasn't exactly panned out the way they would have liked as a yeah. big physical receiver. Right. So maybe that's on the priority list in terms of mm-hmm. you know trying to fill out that wide receiver group because you got Elijah Moore when he's healthy, he's going to be a stud. And the only thing that gives you pause about Elijah, and I'm telling you, watching him in training camp, 
I would have bet you a nickel because I'm not a better. I would have bet you a nickel. He was going to be offensive rookie of the year. Yeah. I mean, in training camp, he was fantastic. I get where the fan out there says it was training camp and rolls his or her eyes. I completely right. understand that, but I knew what I was seeing and I wasn't the only one seeing it. So yes, for Elijah Moore. Um, and I don't know, obviously the extent of injuries and, and that kind yeah. of thing. We just don't always have a feel for that, especially with a player that, you know, you've never really met. Yeah, it haven't been the opportunity to. Without a lot, plus the COVID situation has hampered that. But, um, you know, I've heard all good things about him. Uh, I I think you're looking for a major, major step forward from Elijah Moore next year. Last two questions here, and we'll go back to Zach Wilson on this one, because, I mean, let's let's not forget that the the Jets organization, also one that dealt with major tragedy uh, before the season even started with Greg Knapp, um, you know, who was going to be there to help. Mm-hmm. tutor and bring along Zach Wilson in Mike LaFleur's offense. And, yep. and, and just, they didn't have that. It didn't, you know, didn't have that voice. I know they brought in his quarterback coach yes, uh, to John help Beck. with John, yep. John Beck. Mm-hmm. Um, is that going, do we know whether that that's going to continue into next season? We're of the, it sounds like the, the situation yeah. is John Beck has gone back to California. Okay. He has, I believe it's California. He yeah. has, um, you know, all of his training and everything. Training, yeah. And Zach can obviously work with him as sure. much as he wants this off season, you know, I, and, yeah. and, and that will continue. You know, it's um, interesting that you brought up Greg Knapp. I, you know, I do sports talk radio here in New York where obviously it's just more free flowing. It's more like this, you know, yeah, exactly. sports talk radio, so you can talk a lot, but um, you know, and I've made the point several times because people have either said on other programs here, sports talk radio programs here, you know, they didn't have a mentor. They didn't have anyone for Zach. They did. And it was going to be Greg Knapp, who everyone who knows, knew him raves about, including the entire staff of Joe Douglas and and Robert Sala. Um, They were, you know, obviously devastated at his passing, um, which was so tragic, you know, that back, the bike accident, um, being hit by a car while riding his bike. Um, But it, and that's why I would almost stand up for the Jets a little bit, if you will, because they had a plan. It's not like they said, bring the kid in, we'll wing it. You you know, they had a plan and and it was tragically taken away from from everyone. You know, so I I do think that to reset next year, as we go to a football sense, I'm not trying to be insensitive, but as they reset here, they'll obviously have to address all of that when it comes to a quarterback. And I also um, think that, you know, regarding his early struggles, you know, we, we maybe should look back and take into account that, that Zach Wilson got very used to hearing Greg Knapp in his ear at practices and at OTAs and all of that stuff. And he's a young man, you know, at, at his age, you know, maybe you haven't had many folks close to you pass, you, you know, in any capacity. Sure. So I tend to go to the heartstrings a lot, but, you know, we don't know the effect that has. I, I just know that... Um, that Greg Knapp, for the short time he was with the Jets, like with every program he was with, he left quite an imprint. And my sense is that Zach, years down the road, will will, will certainly know that and remember it and, and at times perhaps even mention it because of the impact he made. The shame of it, as you and I talk now, is, you know, it just wasn't available to Zach um, this season. And, and I do think that was significant. I really do. Yeah, no, no question, um, no question. And uh, man, I, it's just uh, it is it, shame is a, is a is a good way to put it. Unfortunately, um, and then you know, m- moving to the top of the chain on the on the coaching staff with Robert Sala, um, 
his progress as a head guy, do you feel like he dealt with some of the adversity that, that the Jets were dealing with moving forward? It always seems like he's a guy that deals with everything kind of head on and yes. with that aggressive mentality. Um, didn't seem like he was, you know, overwhelmed uh, at, at points this season. Felt like he dealt with things pretty well. How, what was your take on it? Yeah, I think head on is a good way to look at it. Yeah. Like even when he came in, you know, to, to talk to reporters in the Jets media room, um, you just got direct eye contact and, and straight answers, you know, um, and uh, I mean, you know, answering exactly what was asked is what I mean when sure. I say straight answers. It wasn't like he meandered around and, you know, looked to get out of the room. I mean, he, right. he's been very impressive that way. Um, I do think he would tell you that he learned a lot this season. Um, but I think with Robert Sala, one thing that seemed to me to be very apparent is the respect he garnered all along from his players. And that's so important in this league. I don't think they had moments, um, maybe individually, because I wouldn't know that. But generally speaking, I can't imagine there were many moments where players were shaking their heads saying, what's this guy doing? Uh, yep. What are we doing here? What, what's exactly. that message? I'm unclear exactly. on this. I, you know, I felt like he was a really decisive um, person uh, for the most part. I'm not saying every play call was perfect. I'm not saying every, uh, you know, challenge flag was, was perfect, sure. but I felt like he, um, you know, operated with a tone, the whole no gas, no break, no, all gas, no breaks. All, Got gas, it. No breaks. <laughs> all, all gas, no break. And yeah. yet I thought that he came across actually as much more nuanced than that, you, you know, which, which I think um, has to help especially for a head coach in today's NFL. That's a great point. And I uh, can't wait to see the progress that this team makes, not only in the, in the off season and yeah. in trying to reinforce this roster, but in uh, on the field and seeing some of those results, uh, because it does feel like they are at least trending in the right direction where their counterparts over uh, in East Rutherford are starting from scratch. Once again, state of the giants and the jets with Kim Jones, nobody better to do it. Kim. Thank you. Thank you. Right. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, 
Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. And we'll finish this episode of NFL Inside Report on a real high note for fans of football in New York, particularly Western New York. The Bills, with one of the most decisive playoff victories and one of the best playoff performances by a quarterback we've seen in recent NFL history, got a 47-17 win over division rival the New England Patriots. Josh Allen leading the way with five touchdowns in this game. And now... The Bills are on to the divisional round of the playoffs for a rematch with the team that knocked them out of the postseason a year ago. They get to travel to Arrowhead Stadium and take on the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night of divisional round weekend. And that's going to do it for this episode of NFL Inside Report. As a reminder, please download, rate, review our show on iHeartRadio, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your pods. We greatly appreciate it. For producers Thomas Warren and Tim Parachka, I'm your host, Rhett Lewis. We'll catch you next time. NFL Inside Report is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more official podcasts from the NFL, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring? But don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.